Howdy and welcome to the Confidence Through Health podcast. I'm Jerry Snyder. As an elite level athlete, owner of All In Health and Wellness, and author of the book Confidence Through Health, my goal is to help you achieve your goals and dreams using health as the conduit to get there. So I want to take a minute to thank our sponsor for this episode, Luna Juice Bar. If you are in the Waco area, stop by Luna Juice Bar or check out their food truck at the Magnolia Silos for your healthy food, your juice, your smoothies, everything that you need to get your body heading in the right direction from a nutrition standpoint. Check out Luna Juice Bar. The link is on my website, confidencethroughhealth.com, or you can go to lunajuicebar.com to look at the menu and order online as well. So thank you to our sponsor, Luna Juice Bar. Howdy and welcome back to the Confidence Through Health Podcast. This is your host, Jerry Snyder. Episode 101. What I want to talk about today is a, a meme, I guess, if you want to call it that, that's been uh, floating around on social media a little bit. Uh, but it's a quote, basically a quote from Us- Usain Bolt, who, if you don't know who that is, he is retired, uh, track athlete, world record holder in the 100-meter dash, 200-meter dash. He's won uh, numerous gold medals at uh, multiple Olympics, world championships. And what he said, at least that I should say, I guess, what has been reported in multiple different places uh, as to being attributed to him, that he trains before he retired that he would train for four years to run nine seconds. And all these other people out there give up after two months with whatever they're trying to accomplish when they don't reach their goal. So something to that effect is what is being attributed to him. And while it very well could be, some non quote of his, the reality of that's the situation is pertinent to what uh, I want to talk about a little bit with your health, because that was the reality. The reality was that he would train for four years and the penultimate event that he's training for is the Olympic games. He would have many, many, many other races in there all over Europe. There'd be races everywhere that he would be going to. He, he'd obviously win uh, many of them. He'd get, uh, you know, financial benefit from that. He, with the world championships in track and field is every, uh, every odd year not going to be in 2021 because the Olympics got pushed back because of um, COVID. And so they're having to redo some of those things, but in the past it was every odd year. So he, he, he running, you know, two world championships outdoors and then in between the Olympic games every four years. So he's obviously got more that he's training for, But the big one, the one that means the most, the one that is most recognizable, 
the one that is sought after by all all athletes that are in those individual sports is the Olympic medal. Especially the, the sports that are classified as Olympic sports like track, swimming, weightlifting, all of those sports, gymnastics, ice skating, when you get into the Winter Olympics, um, so it's every four years. So the thought behind it, he, he, he ran 9.58. That's his, his fastest ever. But typically he'd run somewhere in the nine, six, nine, seven, nine, eight range in the Olympic games. So you train for four years to run that, that, that short of amount of a time. And then you got to wait four more years to do it again. While there's other things in the, in the way, there's other things you're doing. There's other things that you're trying to accomplish along the way, I should say, not in the way. But the, the, the reality of the flip side of that, that quote attributed to him is that, you know, regular people are giving up on whatever it is they're trying to achieve after two months. And that's, that may even be too long because as I think I've mentioned before on this podcast, many times uh, it's been shown that new year's resolutions will be given up somewhere between January 21st and February 14th. So it's the misnomer. It's a misnomer that it takes 21 days to make a habit because it, it takes a lot longer than that. So you're in it for the long haul. If you're trying to change a habit, change a routine that is especially in regarding to exercise, nutrition, health, and part of the reason for that is our society and the challenges that, that we have created to make it difficult on ourselves. But the other part of that is obviously is where you're starting. What's your starting point? You know, if, if he simply trained for four years then he would not have been an Olympic champion because that's not truly the way it went. He started training as a kid. He went to his first Olympic games and, and, it, and I didn't look this up before here, but if I remember correctly, he didn't make the final, but he was, I think 17, 16. I mean, he was a teenager. I know that. And he didn't make the final, but then he came back four years later and he wins. And then another four years and he wins again. And then another four years and he wins again. <clears throat> so your starting point 
hugely important to the time frame that it takes to reach your goal. Setting the right time frame as far as an expectation is hugely important in your ability to maintain that plan, to maintain that path, to keep going. Hugely important. Because what's going to happen is that you're going to come up against those days just like I'm sure he did. Every athlete has those days. They may not admit it publicly because their ego won't let them. But every athlete has those days. The honest ones will tell you, oh, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to do it today. I heard Kobe Bryant give an interview where he said, oh, yeah, I had days where I didn't want to do it. I had days where I didn't want to work out. There were days where he didn't want to do it. There were days where it was just like, oh, it's just too much. I don't want to do it anymore. But then he said he would think about that one fan that paid money to go to one game to see him play and is the only game he's going to see maybe in his life. But he paid money to go see Kobe play. And Kobe said he better be in shape and he better play. And so the only way to get in shape to be able to play is to do the work to be ready. So Usain Bolt did the work starting at a very early age. Years and years and years of work, a lot more than four years of work. But his point was that every time the Olympics happened, he had to put four more years of work in to reach the next one. And that's why when you see, as the Olympics come on this summer, at the end of the summer, some of our older athletes, when they're being interviewed and they're going to say, because they do it every time the Olympics come around, the reporter's going to say, oh, it's, you've had a great career. Are you going to come back for the next Olympics? And the athlete will sometimes be honest enough and say, oh, I don't know. That's a lot. Let me take a month or two. Think through all this because it, that's a, it's 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 years worth of work to get back. And knowing that they might not even make it. American track and field, Justin Gatlin, 100 meter runner, 39 years old, trying to make his fourth, I think, Olympic team didn't qualify in the 100. So it's not guaranteed by any stretch. And you put four years into it. An additional four years from where you started, wherever you started. So to get back to your health and your plan and the the changes that you want to make for the better. When you put this plan together, you need to understand your starting point. 
and not your starting point is I'm at 280 pounds. I'm at 220 pounds. I'm at whatever the weight is. That's a good indicate. It's a good piece to have, but that's not the starting point I'm talking about. And I'm not talking about I'm 40% body fat or 50% body fat or diabetic or, you know, those are all good things to know so that you can track how your progress is going for when those things start changing in the correct trajectory. The starting point that I'm talking about that you need to understand and graph from is how long have you been doing the things that you're currently doing that have got you to the place that you are? Because how long you've been doing them plays a huge role in how long it's going to take for you to break those cycles. How long is it going to take to get out of that routine? How long is it going to take for those habits to go away? Because if you're 20 and you're overweight and you decide I'm done, it's time to change. I've been doing this this way for three years. Guess what? You're probably going to make that change a lot. I shouldn't say easier. It's not easy, but you're going to make that change into new habits. And those habits are going to stick in a shorter time frame than the person who's in their 40s or their 50s and has been doing it since they were 17. Because if you've been doing it from 17 to 20, that's three years, right? That's not even a fourth of your life. But if you're 48 and you've been doing it since you're 17, that's like what three-fourths of your life almost? Like that's a long history that you're trying to change. So that's the starting point that you need to look at when you look at the trajectory and say, this is how long I have to manually, physically put in the hard mental work at trying to stay on the plan before it becomes natural, routine, normal, all the words that you're looking for that you can be like, it's just who I am. It is going to take time. So 21 days to make a habit. Does It does happen in some things, some, some smaller things. You know, you want to uh, wake up every day at the same time. Yeah, it, it, it can be done doesn't take very long to get into that kind of routine from a biological rhythm standpoint. But some of these other habits, some of these other lifestyle changes, some of these other nutrition changes, 
take a long time sometimes in people. Now you can speed that up by doing different things uh, with your nutrition plan, with a, a good counselor or coach or uh, doctor in some instances um, that can guide you correctly through it. You can speed that process up a lot. And what I tell a lot of my clients is that it doesn't take that long for you to have that switch physically inside your cell. There, that, that switch is going to go off pretty quickly, like a couple of days to where your cell is going to go, oh, okay, this is what we want. This is what we want. This is good. This is what I work best on. Feed me, feed me, feed me. This is the right stuff. Unfortunately, your taste buds don't listen to your cells. And the dopamine hits that you're addicted to in your brain don't listen to your cells. And so what happens is that you get into a situation where you're sort of stuck in a, am I on auto, autopilot eating the wrong thing all the time? Or am I manually in charge of what's going on? And so I'm sticking to this new nutrition plan and it's working, when has this become the autopilot? And you start thinking, oh, you know what? It, it's been 21 days. It's, I feel better. I think it's the right time to just understand that I've got it under control and I'm good. Because the moment you do that and it's too early, you fall victim to a craving. You fall victim to a, oh, this won't hurt to have that. It's going to be fine. Or you're at a party, you know, family reunion, holiday party, birthday party. Oh, it's going to be fine to just have a little bit of that. It's no big deal. Or your spouse says, just relax for one meal. It's okay. It's not okay. And I'm not saying you can't have those things ever. That's not the point. But when you're in this moment in time where you're making this transition from manual to autopilot, that one premature time can reset this entire starting point. So if that moment in time where you think you're Clear, but you're not. Let's say you're 21 days out from your starting day. And you go and you do that. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, uh oh. Obviously, you're going to think you're going to, if you're 21 days in, you're going to wake up and go, uh oh, I don't feel so good if you went off the wagon because it's going to affect your gut. But you're also going to have that, uh oh, now I'm, now I'm craving that. Now I'm craving that uh, Pop-Tart. Now I'm craving that honey bun or those donuts. Oh, I wasn't craving this last week. This is going to be hard. How am I going to do that? Oh, oh I just, I'm, I can't get past it. I'm, one's not going to hurt anything. I'll just have one. So that's where your starting point now is. So that 21 days has brought you back to day one. 
And so now you move day one over and now you're no longer in that process of changing manual to autopilot. I'm on the right plan. Now you are autopilot, bad plan, autopilot, bad plan. You have to really pump up the manual decision-making. Now, here's the fun piece of that journey. That 21 days is gone. So your starting point on day 22 is now day one again. But you don't have to go 21 days to get back to where you were. It might only be 10 to get back to where you were on day 21. Because you've already done some of the work. You've already done some of that. So you've already broken some of those things off that were holding you back. Some of those negative cravings, some of those negative pieces of your life. So now it's changed back. Now it's manual, 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 doing it, doing it, doing it. I'm on the plan. I'm on the plan. I'm on the plan for 10 days before you can get back to Now I'm trying to change from manual to autopilot and manual to autopilot and manual is becoming autopilot. And the nice thing about it is if you can do that, then that one day is a lot closer in time to day 10 in that remembrance of, yeah, I felt pretty crappy after that. I'm not going to do that again. will help you get past to the next moment. And it will help you get through the next time that that comes up. And then you'll start to learn that there are certain times where you go to a family reunion, where you go to a holiday meal with friends or family or coworkers, when you go to a birthday party and you have to make the decision Do I eat beforehand so that I'm not hungry and tempted? Or do I have to go in there? And it's not willpower. It's not willpower. It's manually telling yourself, I am not going to eat that because it's not good for me. And if you say those words, and sometimes you may have to sit in your car before you go in to wherever that party and the food is. And say it out loud, I am not going to eat that cake because it's not good for me and I will feel horrible tomorrow and I'm not going to do that to my body. And if you say that, your body will go, okay, we're not doing that. If you say it out loud, your body will hear it and not allow you to do it. And then it's not worried about like willpower because when you start worrying about willpower, This is the trap. If you're 48 and you've lived a life since 17 with no willpower towards your nutrition and you've told yourself all that time, I don't have any willpower. That's why I keep eating this way. I don't have the willpower to do that. I don't have the willpower to to get the life that I want in my health. I don't have the willpower to do that. I don't have the willpower. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to eat two pints of ice cream at night because I don't have the willpower to stop. All of those things, as soon as you change that into your head as this is a willpower decision, you're going to fail. 
because for 31 years, you told yourself and you don't have any willpower. That doesn't change in 21 days or 31 days. You got 31 years. You don't change that in 31 days. You don't become, you don't wake up at 25 years old, watch the Olympic Games, having never done track, and say, I'm going to win the 100 meters in four years at the Olympic Games. Because it's not four years to run nine seconds. He worked out and trained a lifetime. So when it comes to your health and your nutrition, stop thinking about it from a standpoint of, if I can only do it, if I can just make it this far, if I can just make it to here, I'm going to be all right. And then it'll be easy. Because if that worked, it would have worked 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 31 years ago. It's not that easy because it's not accurate. And that is not reality. Because when you decide that it is time to change my life, it is time to change your life. Your life. How long are you going to live your life? So if you're 48, you can't say, if I can do this for 21 days, it'll be a habit, and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Because at 48 years and 21 days, you still have a long life ahead of you that you're going to have to fight society and what the temptations that they present you to be able to live a healthy life. And until more people like myself can get change made into how things are done from a food production standpoint and a nutrition standpoint with the food that's presented in most areas It's going to be really hard. I'm not saying that to discourage you because it's important. And it's actually, once you get the the farther you get along, it's actually pretty easy. Because your taste buds change. You change your priorities. You understand the consequences of doing the things that are poor nutrition decisions. And it becomes, it's, it's actually pretty, it's for me and a lot of the people that I coach and train a couple years down the road, it's actually pretty easy. It's, it's pretty easy. But the temptation's always there because society's coming at you. They're coming at you with their advertisements. They're coming at you with all this stuff that's telling you, eat this, eat this, eat this, eat this, eat this. 
but it's a life thing. It's a life thing. So when you start, your starting point is important because you have to look at how long have you been doing it the wrong way before you start. So that's piece number one. Piece number two is not looking at it and saying it's 21 days, it's three months, it's six months. You look at it and you say, this is for the rest of my life. Does that mean you can never have chocolate cake again? No, it does not. Does that mean you can never have whatever it is that is your favorite dish, your favorite type of food, your favorite thing ever again? No, it does not. Does it mean you cannot eat that every day? Probably. That's a decision that is a lifetime decision. And so when you look at your starting point and you say, this is my goal is X in the future, not 21 days. It's if your starting point is 48, what's your goal? 80? 32 years in the future. What's your goal? 90? 42 years in the future. Where's your goal? How long are you going to put it out there? That is then a lifetime decision, not a 21-day decision, not a 31-day decision, not a six-month decision. And when you do that and you look at the nutrition plan and you say, this is a lifetime decision, what can I get accomplished in 42 years? How do I eat in order to accomplish what I want to accomplish in 42 years? Because if you've not been eating properly and your body fat percentage is at 45% and you're a hundred pounds overweight from 17 to 48. Statistically, the deck is stacked highly against you making it 32 years more. Making it 42 years more is out of the question. So looking at it and saying, It's a lifetime decision. It's a life changing decision. How much do you want to change your life? How much life do you want to have? Those are the decisions that you need to make. And that changes your prior, your, your priorities, but it changes your perspective. Looking at it, and saying, this is a 21 day, this 21 days. I can, I just have to do it 21 days. No, you have to do it 21 days plus 42 years. Now think about this last piece I'll add into the puzzle. If you started at 17 and you started making these decisions, 
by the time you're 48, you're on autopilot. You're not making that decision anymore. You're just eating it. You're just eating it. You're not making that decision other than well, fried chicken tonight, hamburger tonight. But you're not making that decision other than just to have variety in the poor nutrition. Is it going to be mint chocolate chip or Rocky Road tonight? It's still ice cream. It's just what type. It's still fast food. It's just what type. What? That's why all the fast food restaurants are right next to each other because they know you're going to pick one of them. And if they don't win today, they'll win tomorrow because you're going to want variety. And they know if they are right next to each other that you're going to drive right by it and stop at one of them every day because that's where you drive every day. So that's why they're right next to each other. Competition doesn't hurt them at all because they know if you go to one, you're going to go to the other one. So you're stuck in that rut. You're in that autopilot. After 31 years from 17 to 48, you're in that autopilot, right? You're not thinking about it. You're not manually decision. It's just the way it is. Don't you think if you go from 48 to try and make those manual decisions to change your nutrition at 21 days, is it still going to be hard? Yeah. At 10 years, is it still going to be hard? No. Because at 17 to 27, at 27, I doubt you were thinking about it anymore. You were just doing it. So at 58, you're just going to be doing it. If you start at 48, probably at 52, you're just going to be doing it. Maybe even 50, you're just doing it. That's just who you are. That's just your life. And if you do that from 48 to 50 and you change your life and you start losing weight simply because you're eating better, because guess what? That will happen. You ain't got to change much other than just eating better and you'll lose weight. You start getting rid of your diseases. You start getting rid of your medication. You start getting rid of those chronic issues that you've had, the arthritis, the inflammation, the headaches, the brain fog, the forgetfulness. All of those things start changing and going away. By 55, they're gone. By 60, they're still gone. Now I'm living a life of good nutrition that I'm not thinking about, that I that's just who I am and that's just what I do. Statistically, at that point, you're guaranteed to make it to 90. From a health standpoint, you can still get hit by a bus. You can still get, like all those things could still happen, okay? You could get some crazy step on a nail and get some crazy bacteria that, you know, all those things could happen, one-offs. But from a health perspective, from a chronic disease perspective, from a drop dead from a heart attack perspective, if you can correct all of that 
by that time frame. You've taken that 32 years and made it 42 years. And you don't have to think about it to do it at that point. You're just doing it. This is who you are. What can you do with that 10 years that you're healthy, that you're retired, that you can move around and do what you want? You have your life. It is a lifetime decision. Make it. It's the best decision you will ever make. Best decision you will ever make. Go ahead and make that decision. Start that change. Know this can be difficult. But everything that's worthwhile is difficult. Everything that's worthwhile is difficult. And everything that's worthwhile takes time. Everything, it's worthwhile. It's worth while. It's worth the time that it takes. It's worth it. It's a lifetime. It's a lifetime decision. Make the decision. So if you know somebody that needs to make the decision, share this episode with them. Maybe this will help them. Maybe this will open up the conversation for you to be able to help them say, you need to make some changes because I don't want you going anywhere. And at the current path, you're going somewhere quicker than you need to. So let's get that changed. So share this with them. Um, share it on social media because we all know that if 70%, 74%, 75% of Americans are overweight or obese, they can learn from this. They can hear uh, maybe some helpful tips on how to approach, how to change their mindset as they approach their nutrition changes. And then I've got episodes in the past that I talk about what specifically should you be eating? What specifically are those key foods? What specifically are those things that you have to avoid? How do you approach creating that plan? How do you do all that? Uh, I address that in my book, Confidence Through Health, how to create a plan, how to look at food, how to do all those things. There's, it's all mapped out there. There's plenty of resources available. But share it with them so maybe they'll hear it for the last time and make that change. They won't have to hear it again. Maybe it'll be that, instig in, that instigating moment, if that's the proper way to say it, of time where they'll say, you know what, it's time. It's time for me to make that change for the rest of my life so that I have a rest of my life that I'll enjoy because that's what I think um, part of our purpose here is to be able to share lifetime experiences with each other in relationship and be able to lift each other up and have the joy of being a part of each other's lives. So uh, make that lifetime decision to change your nutrition and let's make everybody out there happier, healthier, 
and more confident. Thanks for checking out the All in Health and Wellness Confidence Through Health podcast. Our goal is to use health as a conduit to help you reach your goals in life.